Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Direct from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind. Hey everybody, my name is Danielle Crapo and you're listening to Blind Living Radio. Uh, we are in the beautiful HP studio. I am here with Harley Thomas. Hi Harley. Hello Danielle. Good morning. Hi. It's a great day. It is beautiful. It's uh, warmer weather and uh, I just can't get over how warm it is based on how horrible that winter was. I don't know. Winter was pretty good. At least all my apps on my phone kept telling me how nice and warm it was. Except for those, I don't know, 60 days where it said the real feel temperature is, or the feel like temperature is, minus 20, minus 30 something. That was pretty miserable. Yeah, it was bad. On a lighter note, so we've talked on the podcast before about Apple. We're big fans of Apple. I'm a huge Apple fan. You are an Apple fan, and you're not just a fan of Apple per se. You're a fan of apps altogether. All kinds of apps. And technology. And technology. Productivity apps, shopping apps. You're kind of a technology guru. You're you're a tech you're a tech geek. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a geek. I wouldn't say guru. Um, I will say though, our guest on the show today is a technology guru. So her name is Lane Amaro, and she is an assistive technology specialist for the state of Idaho. And she's going to talk to us about Google Apps. So we're getting the other side of it now, where we've talked about Apple a lot. So we're going to hear about Google today. I'm going to ask her some questions because it's pretty cool that she can teach Google Apps to blind people and. You've tried them both. I have. And you kind of have a favorite. Apple. But let's hear it from the expert that trains. I mean, she trains lots of people in a year. Yes. Yeah. So maybe you'll learn something and be brought over to the other side now. I mean, maybe. We'll just, we'll have to see. You know what? Let's get her on the phone and we'll see if she can change my mind. I will dial her up, Danielle. Okay. Lane, thanks so much for joining us today. I, I spent so much time with Danielle talking about different apps and things that help her, I guess, get through every day and live a very normal life. And you do lots of reviews and provide information about different apps that are available for people in the blind community. Yeah, I, I do. As an assistive technology specialist and consultant, I spend quite a bit of time trying out new apps and trying to help others figure them out. And you do tons of Apple and Google and Android apps, right? You do yeah. all different platforms, is that correct? Yep, all, all different platforms, all different apps, a little bit of everything. And I know I've been thinking about it, and Danielle explains a lot of things to me, but one thing I'm not sure I actually understand is, what is a Google app? It, the, the Google web apps You're are... laughing at me, are you? Because I don't know what a Google <laughs> app is. No, um, it, just that there could be so many different Google apps. The, the web apps specifically are uh, productivity apps like Microsoft Word and Excel, like the whole Microsoft Office package that would normally cost you like 350 bucks or what is th- Office 365 is, can range in price at a monthly basis. The Google web apps essentially do those types of productivity tasks on the web, so you don't have to download and install anything. And for the general consumer, they're free, and they can be accessed on any Windows computer, any mobile platform, 
iOS, Android, or even Mac computers. So they're very versatile apps in that regard. Okay, so they work cross platforms and they do a variety of different productivity applications. Correct. To make people. What about games? Are there apps that are games too that would work on across all those different platforms? N not produced by Google. There are it's several apps and you know, game apps out there that do work cross-platform. The only Google games are the things that are above their search bar on their Google page. Sometimes they put little games up there. Oh yeah, for anniversaries. Yeah, and usually those are are in a frame that's not always accessible. I don't spend a lot of time on games. I really focus on productivity and helping people with the technology sure. to uh, be productive at work. So. Yes, games will just suck time out of your life. And there's so much other things that we need to be doing. And how do you access these different applications through is it phone, tablet, computer? What are the different ways that people ex access these applications? So the, the web apps are all accessed through any web browser on any platform. So you can use Internet Explorer, Mozilla Firefox, or Google Chrome, Orca, or not Orca, that's the screen reader, but the, the browser for Linux operating system, any of those, to access the web apps. So they're always available as long as you have an internet connection through the, the internet browser. And okay. then you, of course, would access the internet browser with whatever access technology. So your screen readers, your screen magnifiers, that sort of thing. Okay, and Lane, I have I have probably not a fair question about what is more popular. Is it Google or Apple for accessibility apps? It's not it's, a fair question, though. Is it more popular? It's kind of like the Windows and Mac argument used to be. You know, the, the Mac, or if you were Mac or Windows, you were diehard one or the other. It's that way with Apple and Android and, or Apple and Google at this point as well. You know, they both bring a lot to the table. Apple's hardware, and this is primarily my opinion, but Apple's hardware is more consistent and more reliable, and their training materials are more relevant to people, and the support seems to, to be a lot better. Much of that probably has to do with the, the experience. Apple's been doing the accessibility thing quite a bit longer. But, uh, you know, the accessibility of the Google Web Apps is very dependent upon the tools that you're using to access them. So if you're, you're using an iOS with VoiceOver, the accessibility experience is different when you access Google Drive or Google Docs than it would be if you accessed it, say, on a Google Chromebook or on Windows using a, a Mozilla Firefox with NVDA or something. And what is, what is NVDA? Non-visual desktop access. It's a free open source screen reader available at nvaccess.org. That's a good tip for folks that may be looking for some way to access a computer. Yeah, very, very affordable option, too. Yes, very affordable. Can't beat free. Can't beat free, absolutely. And, Lane, I think we're at a point now where we need to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors I'm Harley Thomas, and we'll be returning back with Lane Amaro, technology specialist, right after these messages with my co-host. Danielle Crapo, and you guys are listening to Blind Living Radio. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. 
Blind Living Radio is brought to you by Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Learn more at IBMILW.com. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio, everybody. My name is Danielle Crapo in the studio with Harley Thomas. Hello, Harley. Hello, Danielle. Back from the break, we are on the phone with Lane Amaro, a technology specialist. Hi, Lane. Hello again. So we kind of left off. We're learning a lot about Google Apps and all the neat things that help make technology accessible to the blind community. And one of the things that I'm kind of interested in because you spend all this time in the in the technology space is what do you think the future of Google Apps is? Just what do you think the future is? It's a very big uh, question. It is, and it's so dependent on the rest of the market. But, you know, in my opinion, I, I've looked at statements um, that have been out on the Google's official blog from 2012 that indicate seven of the eight Ivy League colleges um, nearly 70% of the top 100 colleges and universities and over 5 million businesses around the world are using the Google web app platform to deliver email services um, and productivity software like uh, docs for text editing and sheets for spreadsheet creation and slides for presentation creation. And so, you know, the, the more pervasive this becomes in the mainstream, the more available it's going to become to, to the blind and visually impaired. But they, the teams have put a lot of work into Google accessibility. And the Google accessibility team is very available. If you send them an email, the, the response time, yeah, it's under 24 hours. And these guys show up at trade conferences and that sort of thing. They are, have a large presence at CSUN 2015, and they make themselves available at these trade shows. So I think the future for Google web apps and accessibility looks tremendous. That is very encouraging that folks are kind of going to a common platform, and I do think the different platforms, they're slightly different, but more and more they look alike. And and I feel like what the, the bigger point of it all is that accessibility is being acknowledged by more of the mainstream companies. It's not the little bitty companies that are just starting out or that their focus is strictly accessibility. It's these big players, you know, Google and Apple, that are really bringing accessibility to the forefront so that we can be on a more level playing field. And at an affordable price. Again, the Google web apps are free to consumers. You can't beat that. That's true. And they're very dynamic. They do a lot of stuff. It's not like they're stripped down. They actually allow you to do an awful lot of things with your materials that you're putting together, whether it's for school or for work. So, and a final question, which is really broad, Lane, is what about recommendations you have for resources for our listeners who want to learn more about adaptive technology, Google Apps, kind of the whole space in general specifically for for the google web apps um check out the google accessibility webpage google.com accessibility they have a whole host of 
how-to tutorials and guides to walk people through how to use their products with screen readers. They're very comprehensive. And in addition, for my master's project, I pr produced with the help of a couple of my classmates an online tutorial that any anybody can access at Google ax.com to help figure out how to use uh, the Gmail interfaces. I've checked, I've checked that out myself, and I just think it's such a great tutorial. It's user-friendly, it's very clear and concise, and you, get, you, you learn from it. It's not a tutorial that's going to bury you in jargon or that's going to get you lost. So that's a, definitely a great resource. That's a sign Thank of you. a good tutorial. Yes. Well, I appreciate the feedback. And one other just general resource is always you know, there's all kinds of podcasts and blogs available for assistive technology the blind bargains podcast and the sarah talk podcast which i happen to host with some amazing people and we haven't set an exact release date but it usually comes out on mondays that could change in the near future but these and sarotalk.com also has a handful of blog posts including one from my friend Jeff Young today that discusses assistive technology on a budget all good pieces of information for our listeners. Thank you, Lane. Danielle, any last questions before uh, we run out of time here on, on this week's show? I think I'm good. I think I want to go play with Google Apps, which is something that I never thought I'd be saying. I'm going to go check it out also, Danielle. As a sighted guy, I sure would like to know more about it because when I ask you to do something, you never say no. You just find a way to do it. Yeah, so this could, this could help with productivity for sure. Lane, thank you so much for joining us on Blind Living Radio today. Thank you for having me. Okay, Harley, so I have to admit, after that conversation, I might try the Google Web Apps. You know, I would encourage you to try it. These are web apps, mm -hmm. a little different than some of the phone apps, though. Yeah, but I think that I could be successful. I, I don't know. I'm confident now. You're pretty confident already, Danielle. <laughs> I mean, I don't think confidence is a problem with you. <laughs> well, thanks to Lane Amaro for being on the show with us today. Uh, my name is Danielle Crapo, and you are listening to Blind Living Radio. Say goodnight, Harley. Good night, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our show from the HP studio. We'll see you guys next week. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. I'm Lane Amaro, Assistive Technology Specialist, and you are listening to Blind Living Radio.